0: I mean, the, the, the biggest takeaway is the mindset. You know, you're not going to do something unless you believe you can do it. So watch the show, study the show and ask yourself, do I think I can find a house? Well, I think so. Do do I think I can hire someone to fix it up? Well, I think you can too. Do you think you could sell it? Well, yeah, you could probably sell it. Most people are paralyzed by fear and they never start. I'm a big believer and just get started and figure it out later. Welcome to the
1: Freedom Chasers Podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, we have an amazing guest today. We have someone with over 22 million TV viewers, over 2 million social media followers, Someone who has a myriad of companies, not to mention he's been on HDTV for over ten seasons. I think it's like twelve at this point. With flipping one hundred and one, with flip or flop, you've got the show dropping tomorrow. The flipping Musas, and your companies, TEM Capital, the agency, and homeschooled. I'm sure there's a lot more we don't even know about. Two time cancer survivor, an amazing family which I got to meet last week in Newport Beach, and a son that was born was like a month ago. Like. It is wild what you have going on, brother. But as always, take us in. What is the craziest real estate experience or transaction you've had so far in your career?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, that was one heck of an intro, so thank you very much. Um, Wow, the the craziest real, I mean, I've had some wild ones. You know, I, I had a flip one time and we were filming at it and every single day, the next door neighbor was a little senile. They'd come out to the driveway and sit in their car for an hour straight, holding the horn. 2001, um, so there's another house I bought. I, I opened the closet doors and like 50 pl- uh, prosthetic legs landed on me. Um, I did buy a cockroach house once, which was on an earlier season of Flip or Flop, where you open the front door and literally cockroaches, thousands <laughs> of them, the ceilings, the floor, the wall are falling on your head. Uh, but yeah, I've been in a lot of interesting transactions.
1: So we were hanging out last Thursday at Balboa Bay, you had your mom there and Heather there. Like I was so blown away at the, the TV persona that I've watched for years meeting you. It felt like the same person as you had your family there. Like explain, like, how is it that you're able to get to this many followers and still be Tariq and, and still still have a family like the way that you do? You know,
0: well, for me, family is everything. You know, I, I love having my family around. Without my family, I wouldn't be who I am. Uh, the reason I buy real estate is for my family to create generational wealth, you know, but but for me, I, I think, you know, what keeps me in check the most is realizing as successful as I, I might think I am or someone might think I am, if you compare me to other people, I'm not that successful, which means there's room to grow. And the second I start thinking I'm better or I'm more successful or you know, whatever it might be, that's that's going to be the end of me. So I'm always grateful for what I have. I'm always striving for more, and I'll I know there's people out there at the next level, and I'm never going to stop chasing them.
1: Po- uh, case in point is right before we started recording the show, you mentioned The Rock. You had mentioned you had to get up today at about four or four thirty to get going. You're referencing The Rock, and he's the guy that's running miles, lifting like yeah. you. Always have these mental images in your mind of people yeah. that are going where you want to be. Give it, give us a little more context on that.
0: Yeah, I have my book coming out next year. It's called Flip Your Life, which it's it's honestly such an incredible book. But the whole premise behind my book is emulate and enhance. See what other people are doing. And if that's something you want to do, do it and try to do it better. Emulate and enhance, right? So this morning, I woke up at 4 a.m. Uh, my normal wake-up time is 5.30 and I laid there in bed and I thought to myself, well, I'm tired, I'm gonna go back to sleep. And then, and I started thinking about The Rock. Well, I said, well, what's The Rock doing at 4 a.m.? Well, by 4 a.m., he's already had breakfast and he ran for four miles. And then after that, he goes and lifts weights for two hours. And then I said, well, if The Rock is up, I'm gonna get my ass up too. So The Rock, he didn't know this, but he motivated me to get out of bed today. Love it.
1: You don't even have to be in direct uh. communication with these mentors. Take us back. So. The, the origin of, of you exploding was the TV show. And that happened when you had done only one flip. Like, take us into the experience. You've done one flip. You're you're pitching out your video, documenting your process. What led you on the TV? And like, how was it that you made the decision? Like, I want to do this after only doing one.
0: Yeah, so, so it, 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 I'll tell you how it went down. So I'll rewind really quick. So I got licensed at 20 years old and I started selling. My first six months in the business, I was young, hungry, motivated, expired. I struck out, I didn't make any money. I was ready to quit. I ended up going to a Mike Ferry event. I got a one-on-one coach. Almost overnight, uh, within 90 days, cold calling expired listings. I ended up making $120,000 in commissions. Um, So I went from $0 a month to 40,000 a month like that through cold calling expired. So I found success there. So during the great recession, obviously I got beat up like everybody did. I sold my house, I sold my cars, I sold any expensive thing I had, and I was really struggling. Um, And then in 2010, I did a short sale transaction. All you real estate agents know, there was a first lien, a second lien, a third lien, an uh, IRS lien, and an HOA lien. I worked this thing for like 11 months. At the end, I got a check for seven grand. The guy that bought it, well, he hired a gardener, hired a painter, and a couple of days later sold it and made like 130. <laughs> and then that was the moment I said, well, wait a minute here. Something's wrong here. I found the buyer. I found the seller. I knocked on the doors. I found the house. I did the transaction. I negotiated with the bank. Why is he making all the money? So I was like, I'm going to be a real estate investor. That was the exact moment I said, okay, I'm changing paths. I'm going to be an investor. So of course, I went to everybody I knew, they said it was too risky, it was too speculative, I was too young, I couldn't do it, blah, 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 right? I ignored the noise, that was just fuel. I used that as, oh, I can't do it, I'm going to prove you wrong, so I just used that as fuel. So, I finally found someone dumb enough to say yes, and it turned out to be the only person I knew that actually had money. So when you're talking business, make sure you're talking to the people <laughs> that know business, that's one you're thing. Right, so I, I bought that very first flip at the auction, it was a condo in Santa Ana, paid $115,000 for it. Literally four days, five days after I made the decision that I wanted to flip houses and someone said yes. During that same time, it was the Mike Ferry retreat, uh, the superstar retreat in uh, Las Vegas. And the night before, Mike Ferry told us to go out, buy a dinner we can't afford, buy clothing we can't afford, and drink wine we can't afford, and for one night live at the next level. So that's what we did. So. I bought a Zania suit, it was 60% off. I got it for 800 bucks, I'll never forget. So I was looking sharp. I was in the very back of the stadium of 5,000 people and two seats opened up in the front row. My friend was a a VP of a real estate company, invited me to the front. Long story short, I met a guy who had a local TV show, sparked the idea to get on TV. Two days later, my wife's going to bed, it's 10 o'clock at night. She's like, what are you doing? Are you coming to bed? I said, no, I'm gonna get us a TV show. She starts laughing at me. She goes, well, what are we gonna get a TV show on? And I, and I thought for a second, I said, well, we just bought a house that we're flipping. Well, why don't we flip houses on TV? I, that's where I came up with the idea in the moment on the fly. She, she's, she laughed at me, said I was crazy. Went upstairs. I literally two seconds later, I went on Google, Googled Hollywood production companies. I said, I hit the button that said casting, sent my bio pictures. I woke up the next day and they said, send a home video. Wow. So they, they now
1: approach you. They offer you the pilot. You had a contract, if I remember right, for 13 flips in 10 months. If you don't perform, you're going to pay damages. Like if anybody's a new investor out there, they know finding 10 properties or 13 properties in 10 months is almost impossible for a new person. Then buying them, funding them, fixing them, being ready for TV. Like that obviously appealed to you. Like
0: what's going on psychologically? Yeah. It did not appeal to me at all. <laughs> I was terrified, okay, because so we sh- I shot the pilot in summer of 11. It had been a year since the home video. It was my third ever house. Um, and then they told me, like, the odds of getting a show are very low. And if you do get one, it's going to take a long time. So I wasn't stressed out. Literally, a couple weeks later, I get a contract to do 13 houses on national TV in 10 months. So I call my lawyer. And I'm like, hey, dude, so what's the worst that could happen? He goes, well, they can sue you. I looked around my apartment and I said, "They can have it." <laughs> so I, I signed the contract and I, I put my, myself in a position where if I didn't, if I didn't make it happen, I'm done. Meaning, I'm done. I'm getting sued. The business is like done. So I made it happen, and I, and I made it happen not through skill, not through luck through grit. I worked 20 hours a day until I figured out how to flip houses that first year. So let's switch
1: hats, right? We're both hat guys. And let's put your coach hat on, right? You're flipping a one-on-one coach, your homeschooled coach hat on. Would you advise someone starting off, if they had a contract in front of them to do 13 flips in 10 months, they've done three houses, do you advise them to sign that contract? (laughs) What would your advice to them be?
0: Well... Um, if you're willing to put it all on the line and you're you're willing to go a year without sleep and if you're willing to work 20 hours a day, no bullshit, 20 hours a day, I say heck yeah, go for it. If you're not willing to do that, it's impossible. Don't go for it. So, if you were back at that point now, would you have made the
1: same decision to do the show? Yep. 100%. Yeah, that's the number one question as I was talking to people like, "Hey, I'm going to be interviewing Tariq. What do you want to know?" The biggest question was, is the juice worth the squeeze? So since the juice is worth the squeeze, like what are some of the hidden benefits that you've received from being on TV, from the businesses that you built? What are some things people may not be thinking about that
0: that you've gotten on this journey? You know, honestly, the, the biggest benefit for, at least for me, was I've been able to share my love of real estate, okay? I've been able to change countless lives around the world because through my shows, people, they got excited and they created their own path and they created their own dreams. So to this day, I get people, because of you, I started investing 10 years ago, I'm a multimillionaire. Because of your show, I found out I had thyroid cancer. Because of your show, like, so it's an education. It's an educational platform where I'm able to share my message with the world. Love this. Now
1: that you guys have the flipping El Musas coming out, like it seems like your your the houses you're doing are taking it up a notch, right? I mean, Heather's doing Selling Sunset, so describe, describe the game in the luxury markets for flipping and then also give us a little bit of your outlook on, on 2023 market in that, in that regard.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So in the show, we are flipping more luxury, but then also we're flipping re- regular houses too, right? So here's the one thing that I do know in this market, we are in a competitive market. We're in a recession. You know, interest rates are high. The houses that are selling are the houses that buyers fall in love with. So... We, I, I had to step up my game. I had to pay attention to the details. I had to focus on design, right? So the, it's it's a really mo- it's a it's a lot more design centric. Um, and then, <clears throat> you know, with the higher end stuff, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, it's it's been a wild year. You know, the interest rates doubled on me in the middle of a, a bunch of high end projects. Um, so yeah, we're getting through that now. Yeah.
1: So what what is the advice to somebody that? wants to either be in luxury or they really want to get deep in the flipping game today. And is the advice any different than it was a year ago?
0: It's the same advice. That, excuse me. Sorry. I've been talking all day, all my life, actually. <laughs> I believe <laughs> it, man, since you came out. Yep. Man, it's, it's the same advice I give everybody. Before you invest in anything, you have to invest in yourself. Bottom line, meaning you need to take the time to practice, you need to take the time to educate, you need to get a mentor, you need to study before you go out there and do what you want to do. And that's why I created HomeSchooled. We're teaching people all over the country how to flip houses, how to wholesale houses, how to invest in real estate. And my favorite students are the real estate agents because I'm like, oh, my God, you're a real estate agent. You are halfway there, literally halfway there because the first half of being a house flipper is understanding the market, how to analyze properties, how to how to comp them. So as a real estate agent, man, I think it's the biggest opportunity and the most natural next step to become an investor.
1: We're 100% aligned there. That's why we created this podcast because I was an agent that once I went to the investing world, it changed my life. So take us into like, what is your vision for the future? I mean, like, obviously you've had some huge accolades. Like what does the 10 year from now target vision
0: look like? Oh, I already know that. So here it is. So I'm gonna continue uh, Flipping 101 and the Flipping El Musas. I'm not sure how much longer it's gonna run, but once I'm done with these two, I'm ready to go into into business shows. So I wanna do more entrepreneurial shows, business shows, uh, maybe flipping businesses. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I I think I'm ready for something new there. Um, and then outside of TV, you know, my passion for real estate is the same and it's gonna be the same for the rest of my life. For people that, you know, they wanna be active investors like I am, I wanna teach as many people through homeschool how to become a real estate investor and change their life through real estate. And then with TEM Capital, for people that don't have the time, but they have the income, doctors, lawyers, you know, entrepreneurs, whatever it might be, but they don't have the time to be active. I wanna partner with as many people as possible for the rest of my life and buy and develop commercial real estate.
1: Yeah, and that's obviously one of the things that I took away from our our meeting on Thursday was to see your following and how much talent it attracts. I mean, you're able to build businesses now at lightning speed because the talent's flowing to you and your building Mm. of these businesses doesn't seem to be a lot based on what the things you have to do. You're just connecting the right people in the right ways and these businesses are taking off. Like what what have you seen in that regard?
0: Well, I'm, I'm the CEO of all the businesses, so I'm, I'm fairly busy, you know? Um, but you know, TV was kind of a gift to me because very early on into my entrepreneurial career, I was on camera all the time, which means I wasn't available to work, but I had work to get done. So early on, I learned how to be a leader, I learned how to delegate, I learned how to manage teams. And that's really something I, I've kept along the way and, and something I'm really good at. Yeah, clearly.
1: And let's talk about some of the challenges along the way. So, I mean, you've had cancer twice. Yeah. You know, you got a public divorce. I mean, there's been a lot of difficult things you've dealt with. What's been the hardest thing that you've faced so far in your career? In my career or my life? Life, well, let's just package it all up since your life is very much, you know. on. Yeah,
0: you know, I mean, I've, I've faced a lot of hard times, you know, I've, I've made a lot of money. I've had to start over during the great recession. I had thyroid cancer, I had testicular cancer, I had uh, awful back surgery. Uh, I, I would say, but the hands down, the worst experience of my life was my divorce. Um, yeah. That that took me to rock bottom in a, a dark, lonely place. Um, and you know, I, I had a decision to make and the decision was, am I gonna stay in this dark, lonely place or, or am I gonna come back bigger, brighter than ever? And I decided I wanted to come back bigger and brighter than ever, and here I am.
1: So let's, let's dive into that decision if, if you're willing. So there's a lot of real estate agents, as you know, they're, they're drinking by noon, if not sooner, like life there's can be tough. Of- yep. And, and so right. what, like get really specific. What went into that decision? Like, was it a daily affirmation process? What were the things that allowed you to shift
0: into a mindset of like, hey, I'm going to just beat this? I got sick and tired of feeling the way I felt. Bottom line. I got sick and tired of being sad. I got sick and tired of being depressed. I got sick and tired of being nervous. I got sick and tired of being lonely. And this is all the shit we got to deal with. And I just couldn't take it anymore to the point where I was willing and ready to do anything to get my life back. And, And that's exactly what I did. And if anyone's out there going through a hard time, it's time to make massive action and listen, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life. There were years where I was drinking heavy. There was years where my mental health was struggling. There was years when I was doing great. And it really just comes to to making up your mind that you're willing to do whatever it takes to get to a better place and focus on it and put in the work.
1: Yeah, such powerful advice. How long was the transition for you? So you got to this place of, and you're living this on TV, right? The TV shows, the show must go on. How long did it take you from that decision point to where you started feeling yourself again?
0: starting to it took about a year yeah so a year of a year of daily work a year of daily work and now today i'm like completely reborn i used to go to bed at two in the morning i wake up at four or five in the morning now i go to the gym every single day actually one of the best things that anybody could do i I know it's so stupid because we know what to do it's master your morning routine that's it And the reason that we don't match the morning, nobody wants to wake up at 5 a.m. Of course you don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. if you're going to bed at midnight, but if you go to bed at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., it's okay to wake up at 5 a.m. because it has nothing to do with the time you wake up. It has to do with the amount of hours you get to sleep. (laughs) So that's one thing. And then also it's creating that routine and building those habits. The key to success, it's routines and habits, routines and habits that that become second nature and then they become a part of you.
1: So, your your time when you were first doing the show to find all those properties to do everything. I mean, you were working like you said twenty hours, you know, uh, a day. So, day. yeah, I'm like a oh, week. No, no, it's a day. Uh, so, what did that look like? How did you keep yourself grounded
0: and sane in that period? Was it just the vision of the future? Like oh, I wasn't grounded and I wasn't sane. I was I was a mess. Um, I was stressed out of my mind. I was overwhelmed. It was a wild ride. I mean, but I pulled it off. You know, I would literally, I would work all day. Seriously, like start at 8 a.m. and then I get home at 8.30 at night, right? From 8.30 to 9, I would eat dinner. From 9.30 to 10, I would map out all the homes going to the auction the next day. And then from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. by myself on the road, I would drive Southern California buy the houses that were going to auction to find out if anybody lived there. Because if someone lived there, I couldn't bid on it because I couldn't evict them. I had a TV show to film. So that was my life. I work all day, stay on the road at night. I I was getting, I was sleeping from 4am to like 7.30, 8am. It was crazy. What does, what does
1: the, your life look like now, like on a daily schedule?
0: Oh man, my life is very, very, very structured and scheduled. I have you know, for pretty much assistants that run my life, two in-person, uh, two virtual, and that's it. I don't even drive myself. In the morning, I get into my mobile office, I have a driver, and then from the second my day starts, I'm on Zooms, I'm on trainings, I'm on webinars, I'm on the way to filming, I'm working, I get to set, I film on my breaks, I get back to work. When my breaks are over, I get back to filming, and then I have to drive home from LA, which is another two hours, and then I work the whole way home. Who makes
1: decisions as to what your schedule looks like? Is it your assistants making those decisions? Like how do you interface with them to make sure you're maximizing your time?
0: Sure, so my assistants make all of the decisions based on my needs. So they know me well because we work together. Uh, They know not to book dinners on nights I have kids or meetings on nights I have kids. They know if I don't have the kids, they can run me to death, you know? So they know the protocols and what they can put in front of me.
1: That's incredible. And I got a, I got a firsthand experience with this cause I'm coordinating with different assistants for different things. Like when we're coming to Newport, I'm dealing with Abby. When I'm coming to here, I'm dealing with Brittany, which is so, so cool. So let's dive back into homeschooled. So obviously you have a huge passion for getting people excited about flipping. What are some of the methods that you have noticed actually move the needle for getting these agents, investors to take action?
0: You know, honestly, it's simplifying the process. Everybody likes to make everything so confusing. So let me just simplify it. There's four Fs to flipping. You find it, step one. You fund it, step two. You fix it, step three. You flip it, step four. There are four steps in this process. Real estate agents, they know how to fund and they know how to sell. They just need to learn, they know, they know how to find, they know how to sell. They need to learn the fund and the fix.
1: So a lot of the times, cause like we help a lot of investors as well. And most of the time when we help them, they find the deal and they're like, Hey Matt, why don't I just give it to you and make my commission? They're so stuck on that agent world. In your program, are you connecting
0: them to lenders? Are you just giving them a pathway? Give us kind
1: of an inside. Oh piece.
0: no. Oh, inside of homeschooled. I'm the actual coach every Wednesday night. I coach for an hour and a half every Wednesday night. Thursday nights, we have deal review with Target Buys Houses where we show people how to analyze deals. Once a month, we have weekend boot camps where we teach for the entire weekend. And outside of that, we have an entire student center with everything from wholesaling to fix and flip to seller carry to construction cost estimator to anything you could possibly think of. Love it. Love it.
1: And let's talk a little bit about TEM Capital. So you're wearing the TEM Capital shirt and hat. You're obviously raising money for these amazing projects. I got to see behind the scenes on some of them last week. So tell us like what what is the vision for TEM Capital and, you know, how can people get behind that?
0: Yeah, I mean, the the vision for TEM Capital is just sharing my love for real estate with as many people who, who want it, right? So we're partnering with accredited investors and we're uh, we're buying multi-family and self-storage facilities. Uh, and some of the exciting projects we just uh, bought a 376 unit in Northwest Arkansas. We're developing 202,000 square feet of self-storage in Surprise, Arizona. We're about to announce a 200-plus unit we're buying in Orlando, and also we're about to announce that we're building uh, 138 apartments in North Hollywood, which I'm really excited about that one. Uh, and then outside of like the investor side of things, I, I'm big on community. So for all of our investors, we we have private events set up. So all of our investors are invited to Cabo with me and Heather this September. Uh, we have investor dinners, investor Zooms. So we really just wanna bring them into our world and get to know our investors.
1: So this was one of the cool parts being there. Like you're talking about, you know, trips on yachts, you're talking about Cabo. So how does this fit into your vision? Is this just a sense of like wanting to have fun together? Like describe
0: like why community is important to you and what it leads to. Because if we're not having fun, what's the point? I'm a a big kid and, and I like making money and I like having fun. So why not have fun with the people you make money with?
1: Which is such an interesting thing. Like I asked the question and it's obviously an obvious question, but like a lot of times you talk to syndicators, these can be some of the driest people on the planet, right? I mean, it's all like numbers and dots. I come to your event and you're like, you got the wine. We got like, here's all the events we're going to do together. And it was like, I could feel the kid at heart. And, and speaking of kids, like, let's dive into like, what has the last month been like for you? You know, Tristan was born. Like how, how was like Heather and you, how, how are you guys dealing with, having a brand new baby
0: yeah I mean, it's been it's been incredible and Heather she's just a rock star you know we've we've we haven't had as much me and her time which is normal we have a newborn but you know she's a rock star she's not getting much sleep I, I'm loving spending time with Tristan every night he lays with me for an hour on my chest and I mean I, I just I honestly I couldn't be happier like, I never expected to be a father of three and then my, my other two kids are obsessed with their little brother already so it's just, it's incredible. I literally, a couple of years ago, I was so sad I couldn't get off the couch, right? And today I'm happy, I'm married, my, my, my kids are thriving, and life is good, <laughs> you know? It's like, we gotta always fight for ourselves and never give up on our dreams.
1: Yeah, and let's dive into that a bit deeper too, because like a lot of times people see what you've accomplished and they're like, there's no way he's spending any time with his family at all. I mean, you just said you spend an hour a night with Tristan. Like give us an example. What? How much family time do you get in a week?
0: Great. So I get the kids half the time. When the kids aren't with me, I'm normally gone. I'm working. I'm traveling, whatever it is. The kids are with me. I'm home. I'm done working. Well, at least like active working by 5, yeah. 530 p.m. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I start you know, 530 in the morning, but you know so when my kids are there every night i put my kids to bed every night i eat dinner with my kids every night i play games with my kids family's number one
1: yeah absolutely now you're on tv do you guys watch a lot of tv when you're home or you just happy to be off cameras
0: you know you know we, i enjoy watching tv it's, it's finding the time um but i do watch tv every night I get about 30, 30 to 45 minutes of Married with Children in, and that helps me go to that. <laughs> so I watch, On repeat, I've been watching the same series for the last 25, 30 years.
1: In your guys' flip or flop show, they would put cameras in and record buyers when you were in the flipping stage of the business and get the responses. Like, I thought that was really, really cool because you get a real glimpse of what buyers are thinking. Like, who made the decision to put cameras in? And like, what have you guys learned?
0: What, what's some of the craziest things you've learned over the
1: years? Listening to buyers? Yeah, so that,
0: yeah, so that's something we're doing on Flipping 101, uh, which by the way, season three is coming out in May. It is a wild season. It's cool. a wild season. So you gotta watch that. But that was actually the production company's idea. And it turned out fantastic because now we get to actually hear the truth of what people think about our projects.
1: I remember watching one of the episodes and I might get get his name wrong, but I think it was Mario. There was a guy on there that wanted a door. Like you guys had like a detached garage and he wanted like a, a sliding door instead oh. of a back. Ed. Victor. Sure. Yeah, Victor. Yeah. Victor. Yeah. Victor. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so funny. Like seeing your guys' advice, seeing the wife being like, yeah, we should do what Tarek says. And then the people walk through the house and it's like, here it is. What, how often do your, you know, coaching students and, and the people on the show, how often do they listen to you? How often do they just do their own thing?
0: You know, that's what makes it good TV. A lot of times they don't listen to me. <laughs> right. And then we a whole I told you so moment, but I know the episode you're talking about. It was a shared driveway you couldn't access. The back of the house had an alley. I told him to add a garage door from the alley so people could use their garage. Instead, he put in a slider, green carpet, and made it a party room. <laughs> It was so funny to watch. I, I can't make this up. You got you guys, if you haven't seen this episode, it's the very first episode of Flipping 101 with Victor and Deanna. It is so fun. It
1: was a fun, very like, like you said, it makes for phenomenal TV. So what are if someone like from the outside, they don't maybe have the money or the time to to be in homeschool, but they still want to learn, what should they be thinking as they watch through Flipping 101? How can they get the biggest takeaways?
0: I mean, the, the, the biggest takeaway is the mindset you know, you're not gonna do something unless you believe you can do it. So watch the show, study the show and ask yourself, do I think I can find a house? Well, I think so. Do Do I think I could hire someone to fix it up? Well, I think you can too. Do you think you could sell it? Well, yeah, you could probably sell it. Most people are paralyzed by fear and they never start. I'm a big believer and just get started and figure it out later.
1: Love it because you've been on TV for now for, you know, 10 plus years, like describe, like, how have you been able to balance Tariq yourself and then what TV wants you to be? Has it been super
0: easy? Have they just let you be yourself or is there battles? Uh, You know, there's a lot of, you know, push and pull or, you know, um, but you know, you only get to see so much, so much of me on TV because it's obviously got hundreds of hours of content edited down to 22 minutes, but with my new show, The Flipping El Mousse says it's different. I'm full on myself. It's organic. It's the, it's the, it's the cameras following our lives.
1: So what, it, what are some of those battles maybe that you heard earlier? Not the battle itself, but like, was there ever a time where they're like, hey, we're not gonna do it this way. And then you're like, gosh, like that was spot on. Like, what were some of the things maybe you learned from the TV producing world that's
0: helped you be better on TV or in business? Hmm, I'm not quite sure. Actually, I did learn that you can make boring content cool through great camera angles, camera shots, and <laughs> fun music, right? And just bringing things in and out, and yeah, love that. Give
1: us, if you can, give us a sneak peek into the next season of Flipping One Hundred One or into Flipping Almuses. Like, what's something that, what's a hook line that we can expect oh, that uh, will be fun?
0: Well, you know, I, I did so much crap over the years. Oh, you never. You flip houses, you never lose money. You're a liar. Um, no, the the prices were going up. So yes. on flipping 101, there are people that end up in, in in tough situations. So it's not always a happy ending. Uh, and and and, and the flipping El Moussas, you know, my last season on TV, I was I was putting up half million dollar profits. So they're going to be a little bit different. You know, they're a little bit different when the the rates are six to seven percent versus two to three percent.
1: Love it. Tarek, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and your business. It's just an absolute pleasure to see what you're doing. And guys, like if you're out there listening, write something down that you learned from today, whether it be like how to handle this market, how to watch the show, whatever that may be, write it down, share it with somebody you know, so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take these steps day by day, before you know it, you'll be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode.